Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. We are so grateful to have you here. My name is Stephen Craig. I am the author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, and I am, as always, your host. Uh, thank you for being here, everybody. Uh, this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less uh, takes a look at the uh, economy and its recovery as we take a look at the pandemic and how it's impacted uh, how it's impacted two very different segments of our society. Uh, I have to give a little bit of props here. This week's episode um, was predicated a bit upon a, a New York Times piece um, in their podcast called The Daily, which, by the way, if you uh, if you don't listen to it and subscribe to that, um, I really highly recommend it. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it over listening to this. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it's it really is very enlightening. It's a great look at the day. And um, I listen to it quite often. And... One of the one of the uh, one of the most more recent podcasts uh, was an episode in which they took a look at two very divergent um, perspectives on the economic recovery coming out of the pandemic. And what I found really fascinating is I think that uh, the as we take a look at the pandemic and how it's impacted various segments of our society, it's indicative of what's going on in the economy as a general whole, and that is that we are. Uh, in the United States, witnessing an even further division and uh, schisming of the of the various economy. And what I mean by that is the old notion of the the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and we've seen that continued um, that continued pronounced schism in terms of the of the way that uh, some people uh, continue to grow wealth and some people continue to get poorer and poorer. And in terms of the way that the pandemic has impacted those various segments, of course, it has only further exacerbated that economic divide. Uh, if you take a look at how folks are doing the economic numbers at the top end of it, um, it suggests that the folks who are at the top end of the economic ladder, the pandemic hasn't hurt them a bit. You know, they're not the ones losing their jobs. They're, uh, to be honest, getting to work remotely during a lot of it. Uh, and if anything, uh, these folks who make really good salaries and are doing well at the top of the economic ladder, um, they have even more discretionary income, right? They're not spending money on going out and going traveling. Uh, and so you've seen that durable goods uh, sales, things like home prices, things like car sales, these have all actually gone up during the, during the uh, COVID economy. Uh, so folks that are dealing in those sort of markets are doing really, really well. But it's the folks at the lower end um, of the economy, right? Folks in the service sector, uh, those are the folks that are being hit hardest by the pandemic. And it only serves to highlight how much we continue to watch this economic divide grow in this country. And it's truly untenable. And so when you, you depending on uh, who you are and what kind of folks you talk to and who your friends are, you might have two really very different perspectives on how much COVID is impacting our economy. If you're taking a look, if you have money invested in Wall Street and you're fortunate enough to be at the point, listen, if you have money to be, to have money to invest in the stock market, you're doing okay, right? You have discretionary income that you get to invest. You by definition are not hurting. And sure enough, the, you take a look at the, uh, the stock market, it's done great. 
it's actually been going up over the course of the pandemic. And so if you're talking to folks who, again, are at the top end of the economic ladder, folks that, um, folks that work in fairly professional jobs, folks that have money investigated, uh, invested in the economy, these folks are, will tell you that the economy, that the pandemic really hasn't been all that bad. But if you're not one of those folks, if you're somebody who works in a restaurant, you make your living bartending, waiting tables, you, you name it, right? Whatever those service industries, working as a personal trainer at a gym, these folks are the ones that have been hit hardest. And the pandemic can only serve to highlight for us just how untenable that continued economic divide really is. There are two different realities that we're living in in this country. And it's really shown by how much people, if you go up and ask somebody, how much do you think the U.S. economy has been hurt, hurt by COVID, the answer you get will tell you as much about the socioeconomic conditions that that person is facing as anything else. And so with that, this week's truth in a thousand words or less, the half full glass of the pandemic economy. As I set to write this week's installment of truth in a thousand words or less about the economic impacts of the coronavirus pandemic, I thought I should ask my readers what they wanted to hear first, the good news or the bad news. But when it comes to analyzing the current state of the economy, it really is a tale of two cities. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Only as I'm sure you can probably guess, it is also a story about the rich getting richer and the poor just getting plain ass broke. For some, the economic pain of lockdowns and shuttered businesses throughout the nation have been relatively minor. Their jobs have been maintained throughout the past year, often with the added bonus of now working remotely. Though sharing their office with an ornery teenager doing online learning may preclude the option of pantless meetings. I, for one, have done just fine over the past several months, but that's because I make my living selling meth to children. And let's face it, my business has been booming, though not as much as Jeff Bezos's. That walking conglomerate now officially owns half the planet. Okay, okay, that's a slight exaggeration. But the top 1% together do, and for them, the pandemic hasn't hurt a bit. In case you didn't hear Trump crowing about it, in between hysterical rants about voter fraud, the Dow Jones recently surpassed the elusive 30,000 mark. If that sounds like a lot, that's because it is. Meanwhile, spending on consumer goods rose 7.2% from January through September of 2020, and home prices rose 5.6% during 2020. For those folks who still had jobs throughout the entirety of 2020, they had extra money in their pockets that they weren't spending on dining out, kids' activities, vacations, strippers, etc. You know, the service industry. Which brings us to the other side of the equation. Because for all that relatively rosy economic data, there's a whole other side to the current economic forecast. While we have made back about 12 million of the 22 million jobs initially lost during the pandemic, we are still at record levels of unemployment. Where have all these jobs been lost? Of those 10 million lost jobs that haven't come back, 9 million of them have been in the service industry as restaurants, gyms, and entertainment options 
have all been forced to close their doors or greatly reduce their capacity for much or all of the duration of the pandemic. Many of these businesses won't be coming back. As compared to the rise in spending on goods, consumer spending on services has seen a 6.1% decline since the start of the pandemic. Over 17% of restaurants have flipped over their open sign for the very last time as owners succumb to the mounting pressures of lost revenue. The travel and vacation industries have come to a virtual standstill as resort locations shutter down amidst mandatory protocols and regulations. And with all these businesses go the millions of jobs that were dependent upon them. This could not, of course, have hit a segment of our society that could afford it less. Have you known anyone who's worked in the service industry? I'm guessing they weren't the wealthiest people you know. Wait, waiters, bartenders, personal trainers, porn stars, these aren't exactly the people at the top of the socioeconomic ladder. Well, unless you're a porn star that slept with Trump. No, these folks are the people that are working two jobs to make ends meet, moving in with roommates in order to cut down on expenses, and eating lots of leftovers, even when it wasn't good the first time. And now things are about to get a whole lot worse. According to most estimates, over 12 million people are set to see their unemployment benefits expire. What do you think is going to happen with these people? There is no amount of stimulus money that is going to pay these folks rent, and rent and mortgage forgiveness can't be extended in perpetuity. We are set to see a mass exodus into the depths of homelessness like we have not witnessed since the Great Depression, as millions of families are evicted or foreclosed on in the weight of accumulating bills they simply don't have the money to pay. So I guess how you view the ramifications of the COVID economy depend on where you fall on that spectrum. If you're a service industry employee who lost your job months ago, you are hoping for a Christmas miracle as you hang on tenuously to your current abode. But if you have some money in the stock market, things are great. And hey, your buying power has never been better. But perhaps things are not quite that simple. No, perhaps we are all just a bit more interdependent than those numbers might suggest. You see, when those unfortunate folks start defaulting on their mortgages, apartment buildings start lying vacant, and consumer spending dries up dramatically, the rest of us might just start sharing their pain. Think of it as the counter-positive argument for trickle-up economics. As the lower classes struggle even further, their economic burden cannot help but reverberate further up the socioeconomic hierarchy sending catastrophic shockwaves rippling through the entire economic structure from Wall Street to Main Street and beyond. It is imperative that we recognize the full interconnectedness of our economy and make brave efforts to invest in the people who need it most during the crushing weight of the current recession. Failing to do so, we may just find that the glass half full economy we are looking at today goes crashing to the floor tomorrow. All right, folks, that's it for this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. You can find us here each and every Thursday. Um, and uh, again, please spread the word. Pass it on to all your friends. Uh, pass it on to your family. Shoot, pass it on to people you don't like and, uh, and see what they think. In any case, um, I'll be back again next week. Thanks again, as always, for listening. And uh, peace out. <laughs>